0: I'm finally glad that uh, Alistair decided to join us again. Not that any of you ever hear, but what you may hear on this podcast is the fact that we may say some language that burns your ears. We may say something that makes your guts hurt because of the humor that we have. If this is the case, I suggest that you hit the stop or pause button and go on to something else like butterflies and daisies.
1: Thank you for that. Excellent introduction, Richard. Welcome to Nights nice of the Braille, groups of blind and visually impaired tabletop role-playing game enthusiasts. My name is Jim. With me is the wonderful, wonderful Richard.
0: Uh, as you usually say, fake news here, sir. Fake
1: news. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't CNN or Fox, but it is Nights nice of the Braille. And with us today is Phil, who is known in our community as Mostly Blind Gamer. Um, He tells computers when to spit fire for a living, and uh, when not working, he's uh, got a gaming PC, um, and he is enjoying a cat's tabletop role-playing game. He's also involved in Richard's Star Wars 5e game, as well as a zombie game that we're running at the moment. Welcome to the podcast, Phil.
2: Hey, happy to be here.
1: So Phil, you are a visually impaired person, is that correct?
2: That is correct. That is correct. Okay. I, I call myself on uh, on on the socials and whatnot, uh, mostly blind because I think it uh, it gets the the point across for people who, well, you know, there's plenty of people out there who consider blindness to be, uh, you know, a, a, an all or nothing thing, and um either you're just fine or you can't see anything at all and they get very very confused so so that's where the mostly part uh goes in yeah
1: yes yeah, very similar blindness to sexuality whether you're either completely gay or you're not there's no in between it's the same with blindness you see the complete darkness or nothing <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i was highly confused i thought he played mostly blind games.
2: <laughs> no, sorry. Maybe I can use some hyphens or commas in there. I'll, I'll, I'll try and help out.
1: So, uh, which eye condition do you have, Phil?
2: Yeah, I got, um, I got a couple things going on. Um, I have glaucoma, and, uh, and my cornea isn't very happy with the, uh, with, with, with the way the world is right now. Um, yeah. So, um. You know, when you uh, when you talk to people uh, about glaucoma, what you'll mostly hear is that it's... Um, I hear at some point it was the leading cause of blindness in people above whatever age in the developed world. Because um, it's usually something you develop with old age. Um, well, we either develop or it shows up when you're old, basically. And then most people will tell you, hey, you just, uh, you know, you get your pressure checked, you keep up with your eye drops, uh and it'll be fine and uh, you have plenty of people saying that oh i've been you know uh, flying daily eye drops for 30 years and i'm just fine uh it it dude, the problem is it doesn't only happen um to older people um and uh i was not able to keep up my with my eye drop regiment
0: as a fetus. uh Shame <laughs> on you what change, Lazy bastard yeah yeah yep. <laughs> It should so, be a uh, mostly lazy blind gamer now. So. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um,
2: so, yeah, I was uh, I was punished for my laziness um, uh, by uh, by being born uh, visually impaired to begin with. Um, and um, and then despite keeping up with my high drop regiment as a child, um, I ended up uh, losing uh, all vision in,
3: uh, in my left eye uh, when I was a kid. Uh, and uh, and have a uh, not
2: great vision in the other eye. I, I tell people I have a bad eye, and I have a worse
0: eye.
3: So <laughs> it's there for decoration, mostly.
0: Very descriptive uh, there. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so,
2: so uh, I've lived most of my life in that um, really crazy in-between situation where you know, uh, I was Quote unquote fine, except I just couldn't drive and I just couldn't read normal print unless I, you know, slammed it into my face. Uh, mm. and I just couldn't read street signs or, or know what, what line of buses or stuff like that. But I was fine. Um, and that's really weird. People really don't understand that. I have dozens of. Uh, hilarious stories about that. Uh, one time I was in the cafeteria in college and I was um, I was checking the menu. You know, you got your uh, your regular option, your vegetarian option, your fish option and I wanted to see what was on the menu so I pick it up. And so the, the lady behind the counter says hey, what are you doing with that? I'm just reading it. And she's like, you read with your eyes! And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> now I could have started correcting her right there. Well, actually, I'll have oh. you know, ma'am, there are plenty of people who read with their fingers and their ears, but <laughs> 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 so, you know, I, I had a couple people backing me up, like, no, 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 it's just, you know, visually impaired. And she's like, hmm, you don't look visually impaired to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's the way to either, where you're, you're a faker. I, I went into, uh, a cafe in Amsterdam, completely sober. And the woman in there was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you wearing sunglasses, dude? (laughs) You can't do that in here. And I was like, no, I I have to wear them because the light will fuck my eyes. So eventually she let me keep them on. But it was just like, look, I'm not being shady. (laughs) I need to wear these.
2: Right. I used to explain that to people. Like, yeah, no, it's just the light bothers me. These are prescription lenses. Don't make me switch them right now, please. Uh, uh, Back in the good old days when glasses actually did something.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, glaucoma is a tough one as well. I always tell people that with, you know, stuff like uh, typical vision loss or even something with a lot of old folks like macular degeneration, you can still use some functional vision. But with glaucoma, it just makes things so blurry for people that even if you magnify it, some point you're just making the blur bigger if it's that drastic and it's a really difficult uh vision Uh, condition to you know correct
2: right yeah there's there's no real getting around of it um i mean i couldn't tell you uh how bad my vision is because of that because it, it was never at any point better um I'm told it's awful, but then again, I, I do a lot of things that people with better sight, with normal sight can't do. So, you know, you, you know, you adapt and overcome and all that, right? Um, now what got me, uh, was a few years ago, um, uh, my cornea gave out kind of, uh, and that's been a, an issue. Um, and that really brought me to the point at one point. So thankfully that's a thing that and well, glaucoma can be controlled with, surgeries as well but thankfully the cornea I mean you can replace corneas you can't replace optic nerves so that's something Um, Mm -hmm. so uh, you know the other one's gone but uh, you know I can uh, I can uh, um, however uh, frequently uh, is required I can have people slice my eye open and (laughs) uh, and go poking around in there and, and try to fix it uh, but that actually got me to a point where um, I, I started considering my uh, my vision. I was like, Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think I can do the whole normal butt thing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty blind. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's uh, mostly blind. Yeah. yeah
1: we we Phil and I are the people that are the in between, and and it's a difficult world to live in when. Explaining it to people that you should have no vision or complete vision, and I've got some blind friends who are like, you know, having no functional vision is is difficult mentally and obviously physically getting around, interacting with media. But they were like, it's so much easier to explain than you fucking visually impaired people. <laughs> like, well, I have a little bit, and you know, I need this cane even though I look normal. And whereas um, they can just be like, I have no vision, and that's just the way it is. Yeah.
2: I mean, so the, the fun thing is, so now I'll uh, I'll actually use a white cane sometimes if I'm particularly uncomfortable in an area or uh, sometimes it's really handy uh, for, for ID purposes because, you know, it just cuts through so many questions, right? All that stuff, mm. right? Sometimes it's just easier for people to assume, okay, totally blind, can't see anything and drag me around places if need be. Because sometimes that's just more practical. Um, By the way, I got a question for you guys. Why is it that everybody seems to think they know exactly where I want to
1: go? Just grab your arm. Come on, Phil. Let's go. Like, where the fuck are we going? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I I, I find as well that I use my cane if I'm traveling on my own um, somewhere I'm not familiar with. Cause I can usually bullshit my way through areas that someone's taken me to before, but I find the issue is that, as you say, people will make assumptions when you have a cane and I find myself being a bit more performative with how blind I am in terms of like allowing them to do things for me that I can do myself, but it's just like, I'm just going to fucking play along here. Cause it's easier than having a conversation about my vision. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: That's, that's the thing. If it, I mean, so, you know, people, I'm really, uh, I'm really active on Reddit and I'm on, uh, on r slash blind a lot. And, you know, there's a bunch of people turn up there and go like, Hey, should I use a, a wide cane? And uh, am I blind enough to use a wide cane? <laughs> it happens all the time. And the thing is, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I mean, where are you walking? Right. Are Are you... Are you walking inside your own home? Are you on the street? Or are you climbing a mountain? You know, at home, you, you'd probably be barefoot. If you're going outside, you should probably wear some shoes. If you're climbing a mountain, you, you know, you probably need some nice boots. Uh, you know, and I, I look at it that way. If, it, if, if the circumstances uh, call for it, uh, if it makes your life easier, I mean, why make your life harder, right?
1: Right. I, I hear that's what they say when you climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Is just just bring some nice boots. That was fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? That's the the first thing you pack in the suitcase.
1: <laughs> I totally agree, though. That yeah, you know, to anyone I look normal. But if you were to put me in somewhere I've never been, I can't read any signs. I can't see the faces of anyone. I, you know, I have no fucking clue what's going on. I you know, I'm, I'd need to ask for help. And it makes it easier to ask for help when you have something that helps people to uh, immediately understand the level of empathy that you require based on your situation. And a cane does just that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's also yeah. a very powerful weapon to the shins of those who will not get out of your way.
1: Well, Richard oh, yeah. doesn't carry a cane, Phil. He refuses.
0: Nope. I do. Really? I do. Yep. I don't like them. Um, don't like them. <laughs> mostly, mostly, it's happened over several years because I live driving time up anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes from the nearest city. So get, I'm usually with somebody that I know and trust, or else I don't get in a vehicle with them unless right. I'm intoxicated and I don't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm with somebody that I trust and they don't mind me holding on to their arm or shoulder. And I mean, I'm usually going into a, a store and then, you know, getting through shopping and coming right back out. So, I know how to use one. I just don't. Right. You Fair know, enough. I mean, I, I mean, guess I'm probably one of the f- few blind people that doesn't use a cane or a guide dog. I have guide humans, they're a lot cheaper, they don't <laughs> have to carry, you know, and I don't have to clean up their poop. Oh, yeah, that's
2: that's <laughs> fantastic. I mean, you know, it's like I said, I mean, why make your life harder? If a cane would make your life harder, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah? I fully agree.
2: Whatever, whatever solution works for you and everybody's different, whatever solution works for you is the one you got to use. The, the thing is, is and, and the thing about being in between is a, is a huge problem for so many people. Um, is is y- y- you run the risk of not realizing that you could use some extra help, or that there are things that can make your life easier, or not thinking you somehow deserve to use them, yeah, or, or thinking it, that, that you're going to be stigmatized for using them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and what's funny to me, you know, is that. Blind people, and, and I'm stereotyping blind people here because I'm fixing to say that blind people stereotype other blind people. There's, you know, a group out there that says, oh, well, you should wear uh, use a cane because you're blind, or you should use a guide dog because you're blind, you know? And we seem to be, you know, along the same groups, use whatever makes you comfortable and however you're yeah. comfortable doing it.
3: Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yes. man. I, I don't use my cane My commute to work, or or around my work, which is a place for the blind, because I'm just sick of the fucking commentary. People will talk about you as if you can't fucking hear them. They're just like, "Why is he carrying a cane?" But it's like, "Fuck off, dude! I can hear you, and I can hear you, stupid kids. (laughs) Shut the fuck up."
0: Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. And I'm I'm sure that y'all get, I get it several times down here, but that is again because I'm from the south. Sitting in a restaurant, and they'll come up. What What does he want to drink? What does he want to eat? Is you should he do the,
1: with... uh, do the sling blade boys? He would like some French fried potato chips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, one time I have said, "Like <clears throat> he is blind." Not yet. <laughs> you know, man. I mean, but it, I mean that's frustrating. But and I've gotten to where I have a lot of fun with it. Like, what does he want to drink? You know. Well, he wants a vodka martini. Oh, we don't serve it. A- and they'll, they'll catch yourself like, well, damn, you know, I want a vodka <laughs> martini.
1: What can you do, man? People are always going to make commentaries about us. But, Phil, you got involved in Knights of the Braille through Reddit and you came into a game. And then you got involved yeah. in Richards. Um, what yeah, yeah. motivated you to try out TTRPGs, which you know it as now, but back then Dungeons and Dragons? So uh I don't know
2: I've always been generally aware as much as anybody is of, of Dungeons and Dragons right um I I guess maybe uh Stranger Things coming out uh, reminded me cuz the first episode's really cool they start uh they yeah. start playing Dungeons and Dragons in it 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 plays into the to the story a little bit it's pretty cool um and I um I talked to a friend I'm like hey I you play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I got a group at work. Um, and I'm like, oh, so uh, that's not an invitation, then, is it?" like, no. But uh, you know, you should try some meetup apps. And uh, there's this comic book store. I know they, you know, I know they they run games in there, and you get the books, and you get dice sets, and you get some figures. And I'm like, whoa, slow down there, buddy. All right, so just so you know, it takes me like an hour and a half to get to that particular store because <laughs> I'm gonna have to use public transportation. Because, like I said <laughs> a little while ago, I, I just can't drive. Uh, and um, <laughs> that's the first part, and then there's there's books for this. Oh man, um, you know, and it, it's hard being the newbie sometimes, but you add to that. You know, so much more friction, just getting to a place, finding out the place, how it, you know, uh, if there's a game, if there isn't a game, if it's going to fit with your schedule. And, you know, you're going to be interrupting people like, oh, what spell can I cast here? Or how does this weapon work? Uh, And I mean, you know, Richard knows to this day, I'm still constantly interrupting (laughs) him. I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Uh, and and the group on Tuesday is is great. You know, we're all helping out each other. You know, and Phil can pop. In. Oh, I didn't know I can do this. I've been able to do this since level one. You know,
1: I, I love talking about spells. Like the one thing that D and D has so strong is spells, and I really enjoy when the group looks up a spell and talks about, it, oh, I can do this or I can do that. That's a lot of fun. Absolutely.
2: I mean, so, so that's super cool. And it's like, uh, there's, there's a little bit of friction there for getting started because there's so much stuff to find out. And, and then you add to that the friction, you know, you can expect because you can't see stuff properly and you know, you sort of get worn down and maybe you go like, okay, well, I'll see what happens. And, and yeah, yeah, Awesome post on Reddit. Uh, okay, I gotta get in on, on this thing. And, and and I did, and it was great. <laughs> uh, and I took like a week to make a character for a one-shot <laughs> that we played. Because <laughs> there is so much stuff to to read about.
1: There is, yeah. I've yeah. I've now learned from then. I I've run so many different kinds of workshops to introduce people, and I found that the best way to introduce people to role playing games and dungeons and dragons is to pull out all that crap and just here's three dice. That's all you're using. You don't need to know any numbers. Just roll a five or a six and you're good.
0: Oh yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: To
1: start. Uh,
0: yeah. I got Jim beat there. Um, this past Wednesday, we play tested the game that I have uh TTRPG that I had wrote. Yeah. Uh, level one. You start off with one dice. 1d6. I thought that's all you have.
1: So level two, you get 2d6?
0: Uh, depending on your character, yes. Oh. So it's like super, super simple. Does this so game cool. have a name? Um, I'm not happy with it right now. It's called The Chosen. Uh, it's based loosely off like the Buffyverse, um, but uh, I'm currently in the... Searching Mode for a much, much better name than The Chosen, which sounds like something you go to the Goodwill and do. And yeah, yeah, chose the shirt at the Goodwill. <laughs> you know?
1: We should totally make, well, sorry to derail for a second here, Phil, but we should totally make a Braille uh, game system, like a nicer Braille game system that we can use for different stuff we make. Oh, that nobody else can use. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a... a a game system for for everything we want to do that's simple enough for for us folks. But yeah, sorry Phil, yeah. to take you off course there. The, sure. the yeah, challenges you face looking at getting into a hobby when you're visually impaired. You always you always go to the negative stuff. You always think I can't get involved in that because they're this 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 and this, and then people are going to be jerks and I'm not going to be able to do it. But right, it's great that you got into the hobby here. How, how have you found the community and the players coming into it, like as as a newbie?
2: Awesome. I mean, everybody's great. Everybody's awesome. Uh, the thing is, I find that when you're weird, somehow you tend to be a nicer person. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs>
2: what are
1: you trying to say?
0: Yeah, I'm calling you weird, Jim. You're weird. But, yes, he, <laughs> he's calling you weird, Jim.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Crabble,
1: you're not you're getting away. Normal.
2: You're not getting away. Scott Free. You're weird too. I'm weird too. We're all weird. We're all, you know. Here's the deal. A, a lot of people don't like the word normal. They don't like. I I find it really useful uh, because it, it you know it it's uh it's easy for people to understand. Hey, hey, you're normal, okay? You're normal. I'm not normal. That's not a bad thing. That doesn't say anything about my character, you know, uh, about my uh, view of the world or anything. It's just that. I have a very different experience than you do and that makes me somehow different, but that doesn't mean we're as humans fundamentally different. You know what I mean? It's just, yes,
0: I I know exactly what you mean.
1: So So, I agree, man. Yeah. Like hardships create greater character and all of us going through various disabilities at different levels is, a great hardship. And the other part of it is that I always feel like the blind community and my family, like uh, there's a bond there between those people that you you do feel for one another and you do feel a connection almost immediately when interacting with each other. Yeah. So
2: uh, one of these days I posted a... Um, there was a lot of, uh, let's say, a negative downer kind of posts on r slash blind. Uh, let me uh, shake things up a little bit. So I posted a funny story on there and, you know, we had a, a discussion. People chimed in with their stories too because we have shared experiences uh, and and can understand each other's uh, uh, experiences. So it was, um I don't remember what the title was I gave it, but it was something like um, My Months with uh, Invisible Dish Soap, um, it was at the start of the pandemic, I get my groceries delivered because who wants to waste time squinting at prices and bags <laughs> whatever, right? Or zooming in with your phone, or going like, "Hey, where's the mayo?" and having them tell you it's over there because everything is always over there, or the hell that is. Um, so uh, I um, I made my regular order and I ordered dish soap and I get I make a point to order apple scented dish soap because it's green
3: and I have yellow sponges, right? So it contrasts. Uh, but at that point, everybody,
2: for whatever reason, found out that, yeah, you can get groceries delivered online. You don't have to actually go to the supermarket and, you know, die from this new virus thing. Um, so they were, they were out and um, they gave me lemon scented dish soap and that's great and it smells great, but I can't see it on the yellow sponge because it's yellow too. <laughs> I mean, it's the silliest thing, right? Um, It's not a huge deal. It's just one of those things that happens, and you know, people don't think about it, don't understand it, uh, you know. But you 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 tell a story to a lot of other people whose eyes are somehow broken, and (laughs) and they get Uh, what you're saying, you
0: know. I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, while I can't see. I buy the same dish soap every time because the bottle is different from other bottles that I use. Right. You know, so I, I'm going by that. And if they're out, I mean, you know, it, it really throws me off. And I'll usually like keep an empty bottle of what I usually buy and put it in it so that I know that is dish detergent. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I think it's funny, like with. You know, very very low vision. People assume that I can still just figure things out, but I have things in a specific place, and if you move them, they're gone. <laughs> I don't know where
4: they are. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: I mean, i i
2: used to I used to have even when my vision was better. And to be fair, I mean, it's not that bad right now. I guess <laughs> I just can't do a few more things than I just couldn't do before. <laughs> right. Uh, But uh, I used to have arguments about that kind of stuff. Like, oh, no, I just tidied things up. The the room looks so much nicer. No, 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 you didn't. (laughs) You just threw all my stuff into a black hole. It's gone. It disappeared. I'm never going to
0: find it. It's in a drawer. What drawer? That drawer? What do you mean, that drawer? Why did you clean? I knew where my junk was. Right? I would rather live in filth.
1: Do you find your... Vision loss, Phil. I, it, has yours been gradual, or does it come in big dumps?
2: Well, so it, you know, like I said, it it uh, I uh, I rolled like a six to begin with in perception,
4: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> and then I took like a a minus two or minus three or four modifier, or whatever, <laughs>
4: uh,
2: just just out of nowhere uh, when I was a kid. Um, yeah. And uh, and then with the other things, there's actually... So the way I noticed um, uh, my cornea was fogging up was actually I was watching this video on YouTube and I was like, hmm, is my internet slow? What's going on? This looks like really low resolution. Let, let me check. And it was, oh, 1080p, huh? Oh, okay. Hmm, weird. My glasses must be dirty. Let me go and clean my glasses. Huh? Hmm, yeah, maybe I should... Maybe I should get these checked out. So I, I went to the you know to the place I got them like, hey, i you know, these had these for a few years, having a hard time cleaning them. Like, no, and I'm like, really? Huh, these look really dirty to me. Oh man, <laughs>
1: that sucks. Yeah.
2: Right? And then I realized, no, my eyes dirty, <laughs> but I can't clean that.
0: For <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of wind it, you know, yeah. Awesome, you know? <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, and it and it degraded from there up to a a really really bad point. Uh, and like I said, you know, surgeries uh have um have fixed that. I I had one that that got it pretty good, and then it went back, and then I had another one that's so far holding on, okay, I guess. at At the same time, my standards are continuously lowering.
1: So <laughs> It's like uh, Richard on a Friday night at the bar. <laughs> I
0: have That's only not... been to two bars in my life. We got around bonfires and drank. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. I forgot you are
1: in the south. You <laughs> roast squirrels.
0: And... <laughs> then we went driving along dirt roads. With yeah, the you drive of... in the
1: fucking car.
0: At, well, I'll tell you that story later, actually. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was not pretty. Oh, man. Oh, shit.
2: So anyway, yes. I mean, a, a thing I could, uh, another thing that I could tell you about this whole, um, the whole being in the middle experience. It's really interesting how you uh, when you go to a job interview, and yeah, you know, you walk in and you tell them your, you know, your uh, your formal education, your experience, your qualifications. They're really impressive. Like, wow, you're some kind of a genius. Uh, <laughs> maybe not like that, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, and then they go, okay, well, uh, we can show you around the place, uh, tell you about the people who you'll be working with, uh, talk about the company car. Ah, uh, so about that, I can't drive. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> are you, um, are you waiting for your license? Was it a DUI or something? And like, uh, no, I'm
3: actually visually impaired. And then, you know, their face, I think maybe, probably
1: fuck <laughs> like that man I'd, I'd take the tour around the building and just pull my cane out and start touching people's faces
3: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
2: and like oh so but can you work and I'm like well, I, I can you get to the office <laughs> I'm Like, I'm well I got here didn't I <laughs> oh what if you need to get here like at, you know early in the morning and I'm like well taxis are a thing
3: <laughs> oh mm. oh yeah mm.
2: Okay, well, that's something we. Okay, but you know the the you see the way we work here is, And is you're like okay, all righty. and you move on to the yeah. next one, right? Because yeah. You're not you're not gonna fight them. You could fight them, you know. There's laws for that, but you're not gonna. But fight But that's
0: the em. thing, like, yeah, when... that's a lot more heavy. I know. No, is like, it's
2: what... what's the point? What's your you know what's the 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 end goal here? Okay, so you fight them. They're not going to back down. They're going to say, "Oh no, it's not. It wasn't that. It was some other thing." Okay, mm-hmm. you take them to court or whatever. You got to argue your case or something. You you got to find a way to prove. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious, but you got to find a way to prove what happened. And yeah. and then you beat them, and now they have to hire you.
1: And then now what? it's awkward as fuck, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? And then the boss hates you. Now what? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah. that fucking blind guy again that sued (laughs) us into hiring him. (laughs)
2: Right? So, I mean... (laughs) He's fired. Right? First (laughs) opportunity. Oh, you're five minutes late? Out you go. (laughs) I mean, you know, so I just... uh, I I just uh, kept on uh, uh, interviewing... uh, interviewing with... uh, um, with uh, discrimination-happy people uh, until I found someone who was like, oh, you can't drive. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know... yeah, he, somebody else can drive you. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Okay, but you can use yeah, the computer, man. right? And i are like, yep. Okay, do you need something? I'm like, nah, I just use Zoom on Windows. Okay, all right, fine. You know, one time he found me, uh, uh, you know, really high magnification on a 21 and inch screen. He's like, hey, do you need a bigger screen? I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'll get you a bigger screen. Okay, and I got a 24 inch screen next week. Yeah, you know, week after that, and. Yeah, that was better. So, yeah, you know, there's people out there who aren't awful. So that's great.
1: It's funny, We uh, I had a conversation with someone yesterday at work about accessibility and how we're trying to get more people involved in helping with accessibility. And I said, it, it never depends on the organization and their mandate. That doesn't mean a fucking thing. It depends on the individual who you interact with and their level of empathy. And willingness to put in extra work for goodwill, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, it, you have to have a... Well, people have doubts, right?
2: Those are fair. You know, okay, so I, I need this guy to do this job. It's 90% computers. It usually involves driving. It involves interacting with, with machines and stuff. Can he do it? You know, am I going to hire something who's going to do the job I need them to do? And that's a fair question to ask, you know, I'm not yeah. applying to be a race car driver.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: I'd like to, but-
1: That'd be hilarious. That'd be one very short, quick career.
2: Absolutely. about
0: the KOTV. you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, you know, hey, I play racing games. I love it, it's fantastic. It's so much safer than actually driving. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I watch I watch Le Mans every year, and the races leading up to it. Did you know there's a whole race series for that? People don't know that. God, Mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. We'll we'll uh, we'll set up a watch party. I think the next one's like on the 22nd or something like that. Um, Or you know, I'll check. I'll let you know. But anyway, I'm
1: washing my hair that day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um. It's a fair question to ask. Uh, But if that's the question you're asking, ask me that question. You know, can you do this job? And I'll answer that question. You know? Right. Uh, Can you drive? That's not the question. You know? I can get to the place. You know? I mean, for all you know, I have a teleporter in my pocket.
1: That'd be hilarious. I've had people say to me, like, because years ago when I was going on job interviews, I've become visually impaired and I flat out tell them that I'm visually impaired and I could fucking tell that they were like, Oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are we doing out quick enough? But uh, people told me afterwards that, you know, by law, you don't have to tell them until they offer you the job. And I was like, I'm not going into a career based on deception. I'm I'm not beginning that way because that's, that's just a bad foot to get off on. Oh uh, Yeah. I want to know where their, their priorities are up front. If they don't want to hire me because I'm vision impaired, I don't want to fucking work there. Like, as Phil says.
2: Yeah, so the hammer needs to come down on, on some of these uh, crazy people so that, you know, uh, the job market in general sort of gets the idea. There's, something's got to happen. But, uh, you know, on a, on an individual case, I mean, well, so technically... Um, In a lot of places you you don't have to disclose
3: that uh, you're in any way disabled, but Mm -hmm. you Can request and they have to Uh, you know, they have to use a wheelchair, and you go like, uh, you can't ask me that. (laughs) Be quiet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I've done that. I've asked for accessibility accommodations for an interview, and to be perfectly honest with you, I only ask for it when I know that it's a progressive organization and they'll likely be more inclined to call me in for an interview knowing that I'm part of a minority group <laughs> which is probably a bad thing to do but hey I'm gonna play to you know what and they You want. take
2: what you can get right?
1: <laughs> yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> I, I keep telling so I tell my friends all the crazy you know legal benefits and discounts and foundations that'll give me this and that and whatever and they're like wow you're so lucky and I'm like yeah I'd rather see things. But <laughs> yes, they're <laughs> like, wow, I wish I had all those things. I'm like, hey, you know, drive over here, let me have at you with a fork, and you get all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> uh, that's uh, a good way to get in as a community. Hey, I get all this free stuff. Well, I can cut my toenails myself, so... Fuck you, blinders! So, yeah, yeah got a good point.
2: Oh, that's a good one. I I, I love it when people ask ask uh, how do blind people cut their toenails? How do you do this? How do you do that? Do you not have fingers?
1: I can't do it, man. You I can't? I my fiance to help me. Really? But I also have ingrown toenails, so I won't go. Okay, that, that might be a bigger issue. But Part of my I big mean... toe has been banned off because I got trench foot from working construction.
0: Oof! Oh, right, oh, yeah. I just yeah. don't cut my toenails. I just... Oh, burn. my God. You can hear just it. bang it on the
1: floor. <laughs> clacking on the floor.
0: Oh, like a exactly. fucking kobold. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I'm like Chewbacca, you know, except if I'm blind and not that tall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when's the last time you took a bath? I have never taken a bath since I lost my sight. I don't know how to bathe.
1: You take a Georgian bath. When was the last time it rained? That's when I took <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, two days ago, but unfortunately I was inside and <laughs>
1: <laughs> But film, so you've been involved in Nice brave for a while now, been involved in Richard's game, finally started running your own cats game. So I seeing as you're fresh to GMing, how how have you found that experience?
3: Oh,
2: it's insane. So the first the first game I ran, I was on like three hours of sleep or something. <laughs> And um and I told my group, "Hey uh, guys, I I um I'm a control freak. I uh, take obsessive notes. Uh, I did not have a chance to do that for this game not as not as much as I would like. Uh, but you guys are going to have to go easy on me." Um and they did, and the parts where they didn't were super fun. <laughs> like I'm like, "So, what do you do now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I thought the GM would tell
4: us." I'm like, "What?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> um it's a really simple uh a system it's a pool of d6s um and you got your uh your traits and you basically um you basically roll your traits uh whatever your your number is for your trait of d6s against whatever your enemies is or uh against what's what's determined uh or or you got to beat a certain number of evens for um for a, a risk, a, a challenge, a, well, a skill check, really. Um, and it's very... Um, so, the, the first chapter of the rulebook actually mentions the rule of cool. And then the other chapters of the rulebook, in my opinion, now, this might be due to an experience, but in my opinion, don't do a tremendously uh, a good job of detailing how some of the mechanics will work. Uh, you know, so, whatever, I'll I'll run with it, right? Um, you, I, you got some basic groundwork and, um, and you follow the rule of cool, and uh, and everybody was uh, was cool with that, so to speak. Uh, and it's um, it was a lot of fun. Um, the first uh, the first game, the first session was uh, was a lot of fun. The second session was really good. Um, so you play as cats who fight demons that humans can't see. <laughs> right so that's you know every time you uh, every time your your cat like starts sprinting off somewhere and you don't know why well it's fighting a demon for you right it's trying to save you you can't see it because you're you're a a measly human but it can and it's gonna save your life it's gonna it's gonna fight this thing um yeah and that sounds kind of uh maybe cutesy and adorable and, and you can play it that way you can play it for kids um i took it like sort of did a 180 on that and um so for whatever reason i'd say probably uh all the characters i'm uh, i'm playing right now are borderline alcoholics <laughs> <laughs> not because alcoholism is is fun or interesting exactly or it's just
3: uh, okay a, a a character who's great Completely is boring. Yeah. Right. You got to have a problem with him. Something's got to, you know,
2: and, you know, if you have something that, that can, you know, over the, the course of your campaign, maybe uh, build up to a, an interesting character arc, you know, why not?
1: Yeah. A lot of game systems have, uh, when you're creating your character, you have to have either a secret or a vice or, or something bad in your past.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was, that was cool. Um, that that let, let, Let's Moodoo um, in the Star Wars 5e campaign. Uh, Gary in the zombie game uh, just happens to carry a hip flask with rum in it. Uh, <clears throat> and because I... just
0: happens to make pits out of everything that he comes across,
1: Phil. Man, you've, you've got to try Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, dude. There's a consume alcohol really skill, really.
0: A for that.
2: Well, well, in DD, it's constitution, right? Basically,
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll determine that if you get drunk or not, you know.
2: Yeah, so the,
0: uh, the thing
2: with Gary with a with a hip flask is I wanted to have a, a, a good justification to have alcohol in me, on me, in me. Whichever. Uh, that would uh, that would make sense for uh, uh, for medical checks, uh, you know, because you're you're gonna end up getting hurt when you're running around with zombies, uh, and that was my justification. Uh, but his main flaw is that he's uh, completely insane, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My next question is: Is Gary from Georgia? Because we carry alcohol with us for me- medical purposes. <laughs> uh, uh, <no>. yes. <laughs> I
2: figure, I figure, uh, I figure, West Coast. Uh, you know, he's a YouTube vlogger, influencer,
0: wannabe oh, yeah. guy. That's... Yeah, we don't know what that is down here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, man, where was I getting with this? <laughs>
1: Going on that cats is oh yeah, It's cutesy, but you're going a bit darker with it.
2: Oh yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so so I had them fight a flying vodka, uh, vodka bottle, because <laughs> <laughs> because I figure one of the demons that was you know that was after one of the humans, uh, is alcoholism. Why not?
0: Oh my god, that is subtly that, dark. <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> you know, you know. You all meet in this kitty cat tavern. Uh, you find this, you find that, you're told this, you're told that. Kill this flying vodka bottle. Go on. <laughs> what okay, was the if... name
1: of the kitty tavern? I gotta know. Please,
2: please tell me it was Litterbox. Oh, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> there,
2: was, there wasn't there was a name. That sounds fantastic. Uh, the channel we meet in is called Tuna Can.
1: Oh, that's a good name for a ta- yeah, cat tavern. I'm
2: a, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and the second, the second session, uh, they all went into the, the dream, because why else would, would cats, uh, sleep for 16 hours a day, right? There's gotta be something <laughs> <going> on <laughs>
1: That's an <laughs> awesome
0: idea. Okay. Right. And another question, can, are your cats gonna be addicted to catnip? Oh, yeah. Oh, so
2: actually, I had, um, so in the dream, they, um, they actually killed an enemy and um it turned to dust. Um and one of the two of the cats decided to snort it. I, I didn't <laughs> told them that, I didn't tell them they could do that. But
3: Keith
0: they were like, Richards Can I cat.
2: snort it? And I'm like, yeah. Okay, uh why not? <laughs> I don't remember what I had characters. them Yeah, I don't remember what I had them roll, equivalent to Constitution. Um so one of them gained uh, an extra point in something, and another one lost one.
1: I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. it's certainly not. You,
2: a, I'm not running re- a game for kids, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> you improvised, you on the fly. You knew that. Hey man, you snore these crazy ashes, here's what happened.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Both sessions were a lot of fun. It's uh It's a. It's. it's an amount of work right it's some work it I depends know. on the system um it depends on how much uh how much sandboxy or or railroad-y you want to get um and uh, frankly i mean you know people talk about uh, railroading as if it's somehow uh, consistently easier um on the gm and i would argue it might not be i mean it depends on the person right um if you uh if you manage to build all your your story and your locations and everything and, and you justify you know I, I watched a, a fun uh, a fun YouTube uh, get uh on that like uh, and uh okay, you guys get to the village and you uh notice the castle and you walk to a castle and you talk to the uh, the prince and you the job and you walk to the force and you're like, hey, wait, we don't want to go to the castle. It's like, oh, okay, where do you go? We go to the tavern. Okay, you go to the tavern.
3: The prince is there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh,
3: so, you know, um, uh, it,
2: it, one thing might not necessarily be easier than the other. Um, and the experience for the players uh, might not be, I don't know, I mean, do, do you, as a player, do you always know you're being railroaded?
1: You know? no most of the time you don't and a good way around <laughs> <laughs> exactly a good yeah. way around it is to use uh, events rather than story plot points that you're pushing people on just have events that you want to throw in and that way they can do what they want but this is things gonna happen to prompt them to to react or do something else you
0: know like in aliens
1: yeah man that's yeah. a great example yeah so uh, how was that work? fantastic system? yeah, you you have a a story and and you throw events in. but again, it's it's given a sandbox, but you know railroading people use it as a negative term, but to me, you can railroad in a sandboxy way by creating a small environment that they can play around in. It doesn't a sandbox doesn't have to be an entire continent. It can be a town, it can be a city. You know, it could be a a dungeon,
0: yeah. It can be like a city block, you know. Exactly, I mean, you can, it it is what you make it. You know, if you give people too much choices, then that's more work on you, you know, especially coming from theater of the mind, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and and Dungeons and Dragons, the, the more complicated the system becomes, the harder it is to react without a massive amount of experience. And some game systems are so heavily embedded in math that you have to prepare. There's no way you can just show up. Otherwise, players are going to be sitting for 10, 20 minutes while you set up encounters and, and react to stuff.
2: Right. right. If, if, you, if you need somebody to fight somebody else or uh, you know, whatever NPC in Dungeons & Dragons, you, you'd better have some kind of a stat block. In other systems, uh, might not be as tough. Or if you do have a stat, look, yeah. I mean, so, you know, uh, NPCs, enemies have, uh, have stats in, in the cat game, but, you know, it's, uh, basically one to five in like six stats and you're done, you know, you gotta, mm-hmm. and, and they, the, they're all sort of generally, they, they all, uh, match up between the, the, the NPCs and the, and the player characters. Um. Like, um, so you have a, a face stat trait. That's uh you know how well you can see, smell, hear. You know you got your your claws trait, and you know enemies can have the same claws trait that the cat has. Um, you know, so that makes uh, if you need to come up with an enemy on the spot, yeah. If you have a you know if you remember what kind of traits that specific kind of enemy you need has because they might have a wing straight or a tool straight, because um, humans have that because they can use tools. Cats can't. Cats don't have thumbs. Did you guys know that? They're not they're <laughs> Cats, they're, they're magical, but they cannot use tools. It's it's very disappointing.
1: It's, it's like me and Richard, yeah. we, we can't use tools. We have thumbs. We just <laughs> yeah. can't use tools. But now that you're involved in, in role-playing game, Phil, we're now moving on to the next sort of quote-unquote part of Knights of Braille, and we will end with this, is we're getting involved now in planning this event, Everyone Games, in October 2021. Um, I know that we've shared with people that it is the hope that we can create more accessible environment for people to get involved in tabletop role-playing games and video games, but what do you hope personally to to get out of being involved in, in Everyone Games?
3: So, I
2: mean, the first thing I expect is, and, you know, it's it's the thing about games, right? I expect me and everybody else, I mean, if, uh, given how much I might or might not be involved in any given uh, situation on it, uh, I might not have a lot of fun, because sometimes, you know, you throw a house party and everybody has a, fl- a lot of fun, but then you have to clean up, and
0: that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Good to um, somebody else's house.
4: <laughs>
0: genius
2: um but i expect to have a lot of fun i expect um a lot of people uh to turn up and have a lot of fun themselves um it's everyone games right it's not you know blind people game um so something like that uh that's yeah uh, focused on uh on making things uh Better for us is the cool, but you know we're we're not locking ourselves in a in a room uh with a no sighted people, a loud sign um so it, it it's probably going to be really helpful for creating some more understanding in other people, you know because I can't blame people for not knowing what you know they might not have been exposed to sometimes.
1: You know. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, getting people who are just into tabletop RPGs or, or video games to go like, "Oh, there's this event. Oh, it's oh, I'm free. Okay, I'll, oh, it's, oh, something about blind people. Okay, whatever. Uh, you know, and and you know, getting into it and having, in general, I find that having as many number and variety of different people it just makes things so much more interesting, um, you always learn something, um, and, and people grow together like that,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's tough because we can't always engage in every platform out there. You know, fantasy grounds, roll 20, stuff like that is very image heavy and you need vision to navigate a lot of the UI, uh, even just the maps. But, a lot of people use theory of the mind now, especially online. And I think what you're saying is, is great, like, you know, finding people to get exposure to, even if, a you know, a handful of people show up, may, maybe they'll talk to their friends, maybe they'll tell other people, and then next year we'll have a, a greater uh, you know, basin of support from the community, you know?
2: Right, and, you know, as people turn up, they, you know, and as they're, they're exposed to issues they might not be aware of,
3: uh, you know, we can, you know, we can hope um, that there'll be uh, an interest in,
2: in enough people to, you know, make things more accessible. Because, I mean, yeah. if if you, uh, you know, if you happen to play with these visually impaired people and you have a lot of fun and they tell you, yeah, no, sorry, no, I, I can't really use Roll20. No, I can't really use D&D Beyond. I mean, I tried it one time. It was a headache. You know, I just I just use Notepad and I just write everything down. Uh, and I'm like, really? Because you know, I mean, like I said, I can't blame people for not knowing. You know, now they're the there's the ones who do know, and don't do anything about it. Uh, and I can blame those. Uh, but <laughs> you know, if maybe enough people realize that that's going on. <laughs> maybe they'll feel a little embarrassed. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I think, like, oh obviously, you know, we all believe people are inherently good, and as someone who played tabletop role-playing games as a teenager, it was a very exclusive hobby back then where you were shunned for being new and and sort of laughed at if you didn't know a lot of the rules. It very frustrating old mentality towards things. But nowadays, it's so inclusive, and the... Emphasis on uh, people creating a story together, you know, as a group, encourages them to want to include more people. I think we're, we've got a good hobby and a good time to make this kind of statement with an event like that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I was, like I said, I was, I was worried about that kind of friction in, in getting into Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs. I was, you know, I, I got enough friction. For literally anything I need to do, I would like to not add more, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, part of that, I guess, is um, a lot of nerd culture is cool these days, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a nerd because I couldn't play sports, (laughs) I
4: guess.
2: (laughs) And I'm a massive nerd. (laughs) But... um, It's cool to like comic books now, you know, Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that. And it's cool to like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, It's cool to like video games. They move so much money. It's insane. And,
3: Mm
4: -hmm.
2: you know, when something starts to be mainstream enough and move enough money, um, you know, you get to asking, okay, how many people do you guys want to reach? Uh, you know, do well, you, you want D&D, to reach people or do you want to reach sighted people? Uh, you know, do D&D you want to reach not disabled people?
1: Friggin' Hasbro, man. I mean, you don't get much more mainstream. I don't think people realize right? that. The Magic the Gathering and D&D are owned by Hasbro, the same company that owned My Little Pony, man.
2: Right, I mean, you know what? Uh, yeah, look at My Little Pony. So they had a show for kids. And then grown-ups started watching it. <laughs> yeah. And what do, do you think they told the grown-ups they couldn't watch the show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they told them it's creepy, but they didn't tell them they could watch it.
2: You know, they want the money anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they created the bronies. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah, I, I mean I, I totally agree. It's it's mainstream and yeah, I'm looking forward to the event. I hope you can come back on the podcast to talk about. The event more in depth than other time, Phil. If if you get time, it was great having you today, man.
2: Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. And you know what? Maybe maybe I'll run a a game of cat for people. There's all there's uh, there's there's all kinds of uh, cat lovers uh, coming out of the woodwork everywhere. I uh, oh, am. We're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it's a lot of fun because it's uh yeah, pool of D sixes, and you just get into it, and you um you start killing demons. Why not, right? <laughs>
1: Awesome. Love it. All right, farewell. Thank you for joining us this week. Richard, do you have anything you need to close off with?
0: Um, I would like to advertise my buddy's store that sells TV, uh, tabletop role-playing game stuff and accessories. Um, he has, I've talked to him, and he says that he's willing to help anybody who needs it. Um, if you can't find it, contact him, and you can go to ebay.com forward slash Keep games and you can also find him on facebook and he will take orders for the blind or visually impaired community through facebook if it's easier and you can find him uh, by searching up raven's loft 2021 on facebook really nice guy and he's willing to help do anything that he can
1: that's awesome man thank you so much yes Great. sir
0: and, and thank him and uh if that's it, um, everybody needs to check out a book that I found called Mayor of Noob Town. It's a lit <laughs> RPG, and it's awesome. I started it yesterday, and I'm three quarters of the way through already. So, What's the plot? Um, This guy dies, and he goes into a type of video game, but it's based off of tabletop role-playing games. So uh, you can see his—he can see his character sheet in the world. He can see other people's like health bars and and things like that. He gets lore, weapons, and it's funny. It's serious. It you know has a bit of it all. And to me, it's fantastic. You know, I love it, and I suggest it to anybody out there.
1: Mayor of Noobtown.
0: Yes, N O O B T O W N. One word.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. thank you, Richard. And thank you, Phil, for joining us this week.
0: Absolutely.